Welcome to our After the Bell podcast, brought to you by Thirsty Scholars Partnership. Our podcast is here to help teachers and tutors. We will be discussing the latest issues in education and sharing top tips for use in the classroom, both face-to-face or virtually. If you work in education and looking to improve or develop your skills, then this podcast is here to help you. Welcome back to the After the Bell podcast brought to you by Thirsty Scholars Partnership. Georgie here, Director of Learning Development for the Classroom Partnership, and we're returning to focus on a new series of podcasts brought to you by Helen Morgan, a previous head of school and associate of Thirsty Scholars, and Andy Bridge, a current deputy principal. And in this week, our focus is going to be around our ninth habit, one of the habits of Stephen Covey, keeping your glass half full. This podcast will consider some of the challenges leaders face when making decisions and keeping your glass half full and explore some of the habits that they need to focus on. So we're going to start by having this conversation and I'm going to put Helen straight on the spot and ask her, what do we mean as regards keeping your glass half full, Helen? Great to have you here with us again. Hi, Georgie. Hi, Andy. It's great to be here. Um, I think it's a really interesting metaphor, isn't it? The metaphor of keeping your glass half full. Um, And, you know, to a large extent, it's about taking a positive approach um, as a leader, being really optimistic and hopeful in your outlook um, and really trying to communicate that across your organisation or the team that you work with. And I think it's really important that, you know, leaders are those figureheads of of hope and optimism in organisations. And I think never has that perhaps been more trying than across the last two years when schools have, you know, been dealing with COVID and the pandemic. Um, And they've had to, you know, keep morale up, try and keep everybody going. And a lot of that has been about modelling, you know, those approaches themselves. Um, Because for for lots of people, the, the pandemic's been really tough. So keeping morale and keeping spirits high, um, I think, is really important in that context. Um, Andy, I don't know if you've experienced any of that in in your school context. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, like I said, it's been a, well, as we know, a really unusual, challenging um, few years. And I think, like like it was for everybody, but schools are so... um, so cyclical so routine based we do the exact same things year in year out we know exactly what's going to happen each time of the year and then suddenly there was that that lockdown that big unknown everything was new and it like really unsettled a lot of people and all the routines were gone so I think um a lot of staff looked for somebody to to keep them feeling positive keep that sense of togetherness and optimism um and that'd be quite hard if you're that person that they're looking to and you also feel like you've not got a clue what's happening and um you you, you know you you feel like you need to be that person for the benefit of other staff um and and there's balance between that not being fake and coming across as insincere um but yeah that's tough i think that that whole thing about it not being insincere is really interesting isn't it um but i think when you watch really good leaders walk around the school and that that's not necessarily just the head it can be middle leaders it can be pastoral leaders it can be leaders of admin teams um, most of those people carry a huge amount of responsibility. But I think the people who are really successful in terms of keeping their glass half full are the people who carry that weight 
of responsibility um, like it's a feather. They don't let it weigh them down. Um, they, they wear it well. They carry it well. They don't wear how they feel, perhaps, on their face. I think it's quite poignant as well, because actually today is, I think, the anniversary here in the UK of lockdown number one. So two years ago, we're all sort of reeling from what does this mean and how long is it going to be? So I think um, actually it's so important as a leader, you are role modelling and and, uh, demonstrating how you should be and, and keeping everybody uh, positive. Everybody looks towards you to make sure that um, you you're uh, leading. And and if you're looking okay and you're looking happy, then they're going to be on board as well. Andy. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think there's that um, old kind of saying about the head or as a leader, you set the weather um, in your school and how you present yourself determines what kind of day other people have. And I think that's right at a leadership level, but then at a classroom teacher level you set that for for your students as they walk in the room um, they look to the teacher and the mood and the approach and the tone of voice and the conduct of the teacher massively determines um, how 30 students what what the rest of their day looks like as well. Yeah I think that whole thing about how you welcome students into your classroom or how you welcome someone into your office or or into your school is really important, isn't it? And, you know, I think we can all recognise in ourselves when perhaps, you know, that the balance of where that glass is filled is starting to dip down because when we're we're tired or when we're busy, it can be really easy just sometimes to let some of that negativity or cynicism perhaps creep through and, and things that wouldn't get to you ordinarily can just sneak in there and you know they can grab you before you've even known it. So why is it do we think then that it's really important for the leaders to have that what happens when when they don't have it and they do appear negative? I I think you just end up with a very quickly like one negative person like it spreads and you can suddenly change the whole mood and atmosphere of a team and then beyond that team and then suddenly it's not just um, the mood of a couple of people it becomes like the culture of your whole organization and once you've let that slip that's really hard to then bring back Um, so I think it is really important even when we are tired and exhausted and it's the end of term and you run down and you don't feel your best um, it'd be really easy to let those things slip but so important that you don't. Yeah I, I mean I agree with that and you know I always used to say when I was in school, um, you know, during the last week of term, um, you sometimes feel a little bit short tempered. You've got less patience. You're tired. You're a bit fraught. And, you know, people say to you, count to 10. I always think at that point you should probably count to about a thousand um, and just take time to to regather yourself, and you know, pick yourself up again. But I think it just takes that that kind of one comment that pulls a thread. So, you know, you might deal in the, the last week of a term when people are tired or during the pandemic with a student where there's poor behaviour. But it's about not saying behaviour is terrible in this school. It's about dealing with that one incident of behaviour and not almost becoming reactive 
to that and I think when you keep your glass half full you're much more proactive in your approach you're much more able to perhaps see into the long term and not let those small things um, really kind of distract you from the main objectives of what you're trying to achieve totally and I, I and i think also it's it's almost as a leader it's a magic formula it's it's that dream sort of point where you you're seen as an aspiration and and it, you're managing yourself we're back to sort of self awareness and self management um but it, if you replicate that you're feeling positive and and you're looking at the the positives in all situations it helps keep people happy and bonded and engaged and take them on the journey with you so even if you have got to go through something tough or challenging or there's disruption for example you know lockdown's been a clear example it it helps kind of encourage everybody to go on the journey with you and not give up it inspires optimism definitely so does that mean that a leader has to be smiling and positive all the time? Because I, I can I know a few people that like that, that can be slightly irritating on occasion, dare I say. So uh, do, do our, all leaders have to be always optimistic and always smiling and happy? What do we think? I don't think so. I think there's a difference between um, being optimistic doesn't mean like falsely like cheerful like I, I think it's very easy to see if somebody is insincere and is very miserable and angry with a big smile plastered on the face um it like there's that lack of um genuineness but I think just you your general approach people can see if there's like warmth and if there's um care for people without it needing to be like slapstick silly comedy yeah, I think, no, you know, nobody wants to see somebody skipping up the corridor um, every day, grinning, you know, um, you know, like some kind of maniac. Um, I think, you know, that, that, that can actually just wind people up. But I think, you know, that there is that real balance, isn't there, about being true to yourself. And I think, you know, if you've got one of those days where something's happened or you do feel down, and you feel like you need to talk about it it's about finding the right place the right person and the right space to have that conversation and not necessarily wearing it in front of the the whole school because you know ch children and, and staff for, for me perform best when they feel really safe and happy and children are really intuitive so if they see a member of staff who looks really upset or really worried, then quite often they'll be quite upset and, and worried um, because they'll wonder what's wrong. And, you know, again, it's not about showing the whole range of feelings to young people in a school, but it's about just managing that and managing yourself um, and, you know, making sure that, that we draw those personal professional lines appropriately and sensitively um, with staff and with children and that can be sometimes really hard you know yeah. it's a tough balance to strike yeah absolutely and but also if if you're perceived as being positive then that can kind of guide you through particularly in this post-pandemic era I think it, it can really help um, 
permeate all all levels throughout the organization um if if even if there's a challenge it's about having the the ability to role model how to manage those situations and and not panic or or think the worst in those times so what top tips would you give leaders when the going is going to get tough because it is going to happen and and you are going to have challenges so what top tips have we got to share today uh, i think i would go for just having a little bit of self-awareness of re recognizing when you are struggling a little bit or you're extra tired or you're not feeling well like just pausing for a minute to make yourself aware of that can help your responses with people or it just makes you prioritize that you are going to go to bed early that night or you're going to leave work at four o'clock instead of still being here at six o'clock and give yourself a little bit of breathing space um and just like self-awareness of your own behavior and how other people might perceive it like um i i know i had a, a terrible habit i'm not saying I, I never do it anymore but i was like the king of the eye roll um if someone said something that irritated me and i just but I didn't realise until until someone makes you aware, you're not always like conscious of some of the little things that you do. So I think just becoming a little bit aware of um, how you might present yourself unintentionally um, that has big impacts on other people's day is, is a good thing to do. Absolutely. That, may, that reminds me, uh, my face is apparently you can read me like a book. So when uh, when things aren't going so well, I have to really manage my facial expressions. Um, to make sure that I'm not actually relaying what I'm truly feeling inside. So, that weren't they hiding 50% of your face? <laughs> yes, yeah, masks were quite handy at that point, definitely, definitely handy. Helena, what kind of top tips would you share? So I think, I mean, the one from both you and Andy is a great one, which is about, you know, that self-awareness and taking time out. I think at that point, one of the things I'd encourage people to do is, is if you're wearing that sense of overwhelm or cynicism or negativity on your face, you need to give yourself some self-care. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not just about wearing it in front of others. It's about what are the triggers that are um, manifesting those behaviours in you and what do you need to do? And whether that be have an early night or, you know, get some work-life balance and take a weekend or making sure that you have your breakfast before you know we tell students to do that before they come to school I think it's just as important for teachers and leaders I think the counter side of that for me if I was to kind of give a top tip is about reading the room so again you know if you bounce in there like Tigger and everyone else is absolutely exhausted um that's as inappropriate as being completely negative so getting the balance right and learning how to read the room is key yeah read the room one of the other things i think also is um finding that safe space where you can offload if you need to offload and and as we move up sort of leadership positions it's often great to identify somebody that you can trust or a mentor or even you know if you feel that you need to a professional coach that you check in with and even when you don't think that you need that space actually making sure that conversation happens to allow yourself to offload with what's going on and even sometimes just actually talking about a situation can can help you feel better about it 
but you know that's a safe space where no one's going to judge you or there's not going to be any kind of um, fallback or opinions formed um, and no damage can be done either so I think that's so valuable. Helen? Yeah I mean I think it, it, it is so valuable and I suppose kind of my parting shot to a certain extent would be a a funny story about keeping your glass half full um, and I think you know when 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 um when you're a leader in school whether you're a middle leader or senior leader one of the things that you end up doing is, is assemblies with students and my assembly theme was keeping your glass half full and I went down to assembly with a a pint glass of water that was half full or, or half empty and we did this question and answer and then a little hand went up and said um you know, Miss Miss Morgan, um, have you got a hangover? And I, I looked and I said, what, what on earth do you mean? Have I got a hangover? And they were like, well, you know, you're talking about your glass half empty or your glass being half full, but but that's what my dad does when um he's got a really bad hangover. He has a pint of glass, a pint glass of water like that. So I think you know, with the best of intentions of showing whether your glass is half full or half empty there's always somebody who might misinterpret it um and you've just got to deal with that one yeah, <laughs> I didn't have a hangover though you didn't oh, well done I'm no. glad to hear it not not on duty Helen well done Andy what kind of um one key takeaway would you have that you uh you think really helps you on a day-to-day -day basis apart from Cadbury's cream eggs because we know <sighs> that's the thing <laughs> Got no cream eggs today, but there is a packet of Haribo Tang Plastics on my desk that I'm uh, nibbling away at. Um, I think key thing for me would be, I've just been reflecting as we've been talking about when when I do feel like positive or negative. And I think you, you feel more optimistic when you feel like you're on top of your job and you're doing it well. And the times when I don't feel like that is if I've said yes to too many things, you've got too many places to spin, too many priorities. So we've talked about in a previous podcast, but like the power of saying no to things like I haven't got capacity to do that. That's not a priority for now. I will look at that, but it won't be um, until later in term or whatever. And like taking control as much as you can of your own workload and diary with the things that you can control, um, I think works well. Um, it's very easy to say yes to everything, take too much on, and then you're desperately trying to keep your head above water that's when the negativity and the um pessimism um kind of is much more um prevalent i think absolutely and i think it's the power of positive thinking as well it's not it's not as simple as that but actually it, it does have some value it can help you turn around perspectives on things um, so uh, I, I would sort of certainly support that as well. Helen, what would your one key takeaway be? I think Andy's points are really key, but I think, you know, as a leader, one of the things you have to do is, is get into that kind of paradigm shift thinking. So you have to move yourself from that's just not possible to what if it was possible or what if we could do that? And I think what you've always got to try and do is, you know, kind of make sure that you, you open the curtains and, and you see some some light there mm -hmm. and, and that you enable other people to see light. Um, I think the minute people's heads go down, then possible becomes much harder. If you can keep everybody's morale up and keep that positivity 
possible, although it might be really hard work and it might be a, a long way off, um, remains a possibility. And that's part of your job as a leader. You know, it's about making sure that people see a vision of the future that's really attractive and, and will benefit students. Yeah. Thank you, Helen. I feel quite energised and motivated by that. And I think actually as a leader, we can we we have to choose our attitude. We have to make sure that we turn up every day and and that comes from experience and 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 almost putting on that face of I feel not great today, but actually on the front everyone's going to think opposite. And that almost becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy as well. If you if you pretend that you're feeling happy, on the whole, some of that will seep through in some way. Helen? I think so. And I think being consistent is really key. Yeah. You know, um, again, we talked earlier, didn't we, about kind of children and, and staff work best when they feel really safe and feel really valued. And as a leader, you have to show up in the same way every day for them in that consistent way to enable them to be able to do their jobs really, really well. And I think that consistency is absolutely critical. If people feel like they're tre treading on eggshells because you're having a bad day, um, that's just not good for a, a school yeah. or an organisation. Yeah, that and that says that actually you're not managing yourself and, and that will only permeate through the culture of the whole organisation as well. So thank you so much to our experts for joining us today. I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation around um, keeping our glass half full. And uh, as a leader, you need to be able to step back and see a bigger picture. And hopefully next week we're going to be able to cover um, focusing on that final podcast in this series. And it's unpacking and discussing the 10th and final edger habit which we've referred to as stepping off the pitch. So it sounds like we're going to get our uh, football kits on next week. So thank you to our experts today, Helen Morgan and Andy Bridge. As a leader, you need to be able to step back and see the bigger picture. And leaders are busy people and it's easy to get caught up in operational tasks. So next week's podcast, as I mentioned, is our final one. And it's going to explore why stepping back and being able to see the whole picture is important in terms of determining what strategies you're going to make and take. You can pick up our After the World podcast, which are released on a weekly basis and provide quick tips and discussions with our experts around all things educational and are available for you to listen on your daily commute, on your drive, on your treadmill, whilst cooking the dinner or just before you go to sleep. We're hoping this one's been nice and soothing for you today. This is After the Bell podcast and it's been a pleasure to have you with us again. Thank you. Thank you.